I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty you, real. He is terrible! We gotta know how many wieners are going down these big stones. I'm gonna go quick, because I don't give a fuck about anything that's gonna happen on Saturday. Hello, boy! <laughs> you got me again, West Thing. <laughs> We're back for another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I think I was off last week. Uh, moving venues. I'm down at the down by the beach, about a couple blocks, couple blocks from the Great Ocean. Um, yeah, changing it up for a little bit of a summer look. Um, no Lance this week. Maybe. For better or worse. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. But we were joined by the other usual suspects, two Canadians. Say hello. We got strong beards going. Americans on this side, not so much facial hair. Must be a different thing. I finally thing. shaved. I finally yeah. shaved. That was nice of you. I spent all that time out in the sod. Can't have facial hair like that. I, I it, it is not going to be good. You're going to be, uh. <laughs> Especially when I've actually had to do some shit. Like, oh shit, putting putting the old man back to work. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> well, we're ba- we're back, and we want a consensus. And we want a consensus bet. I don't show up, and the consensus wins. But of course, you know, it was a consensus winner. We all agreed. You let a couple, uh, all, you let a majority anyway. of Jews come up with a consensus, and it's going to be a winner. I tell you. Well, they're going to be very miserly. They're going to look Canadians. We, on the right track. Well, we know you're going to be looking for value. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, before we actually, before we get too much into the show, I just have to read this tweet that uh, that just popped up. It's not related to politics or any of that bullshit. Um, all right, Spanish porn star. Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal who likes to advertise his aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia on Twitter, has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. That's not real. That's 2020. That's toad venom. That describes 2020 right now. Toad venom. Uh, he's going to run that prison. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, if he if he wants to, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Cool. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Twenty twenty, baby. Gonna be the less movies, you know. They're gonna have to cast some other folk. We're safe <laughs> though now. John Jones is on the job. That's yeah, right. he's making. He's keeping the street, the mean streets of Albuquerque safe. He's got the safety glasses on. Man, that that pick, that pick is that's great. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, I keep having images of John Jones just sitting on the bang bus with that with that gear on, just sitting there waiting. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Next time he fucks up, he might end up in there with Nacho. I I, I think he's hoping for something else, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, his fiance, wa- his fiance loves to watch, and you know he does what he does. That's, yeah, that's a thing. I, I, I love the uh, this, it. 
the second guy who took he took the paint can from in like yeah. that very first video that he did. He's like, man, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't do anything. I I, I always bring this paint can around with me. Yeah, this right. Is what I do, my balaclava and paint can. <laughs> this is 2020. No one does all, anything. There's all outside. kinds of characters in old Albuquerque. Mexico, uh, yeah, Albuquerque definitely seems like a character kind of town, though. There's definitely like no one's really from Albuquerque. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like a place like people like sort of find at some point in their life. It's uh, it's, it's it's different. It's a kind of like, it's a cowboy town. It is sure. Yeah, yeah. But John, they're not planning on going. So yeah, John. But you know, John's uh, John's keeping busy. Trying to stay out of trouble, trying to get other people to stay out of, tr- I guess, stay out of trouble. I mean, okay. <laughs> it beats the alternative for him. Does it though? <laughs> what, what's the, it depends. I mean, it'd be it'd be more mean, entertaining the other way. <laughs> it beats hit and runs. It beats, it beats hit and runs. Beats breaking people's arms. Yeah, I, I I liked him a little better out the next day when he was helping kind of clean shit up and stuff like that. We don't need vi- vigilante <laughs> Jones out there looking out there dressed up like a 1986 yeah. track star with the fucking goggles and that just feels headband. like that was that was a good look. That was a good look. Shake goggles, you know. Yeah, he looked like he was ready to run the hundred hurdles and shit. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with with John trying to help clean up, but it kind of just. I don't know. In other John hey. news, is he retired? What is he doing? Is he, he does not get paid enough. He's, he says he's done. He's, he's, he's digging yeah. his heels in. He's I like it. Money. Hey, I like more, it. More, more props to him, man. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, time ago. I'm glad somebody finally came out. I was just like, Dana, you're full of shit. You're just flat out fucking lying and you're a bunch of bullshit and everybody knows it. And like, well, if anybody's uh, going to say it, it's going to be him. Speaking of guys who are full of shit, did you see that, uh, the poll that came out from that athletic article where oh, they were yeah. like, fighters, oh. who would you like to be your union representative? Yeah. And it was Connor like, and wait, Connor wait, and wait, who are the choices? It was anybody, anybody they wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You, you write in it, you, you write in a name and who was one? Wait, it was, the, it was the article that like, it was Ben Folks <laughs> did it, I think. The athletic did nah, it. Chad Dundas, I think. Yeah, okay. it was, it was yeah, um, but they DC second is probably even more fucked up than them saying Connor first. You know, like y'all don't even see DC company man like just on Ariel's yeah. show talking. Like, when did they ask this question? It was probably before he was I, fucking chilling on Helwani. I mean, at least DC's approachable. I feel though, he has like he's like he's like company man. He's he's very approachable for the UFC. He's also he's the perfect guy the UFC wants because he would rob the fighters blind. They would yeah. think he's all for him because he's good talking and shit. And he would absolutely. Who else was? Who else was on this top? Was there a top so, five? So McGregor, McGregor was twenty four point six percent. One out of every four yeah. fighters picked. Thinking McGregor is going to money, and he he knows that, he. <laughs> But it's just for him. If they he would get more percentage. He would get more money. Nushan, take me through the rest of it. Because I feel like we could have played Family Feud with this thing. And like, I would never get these answers right. Jay, you do it. Jay, the, uh, hold on. Two, four, six, eight. Top ten answers are on the board, Jay. We already gave you a couple of them. <laughs> who else Who else are we thinking? We gave you one. For this? Oh, man. Um, yeah. So wow. we've got Connor. We've got DC. So yeah, they, the, next, 
The next top eight answers are on the board. The next top how many? Eight. eight. Anybody in the MMA sphere. Yep. Doesn't have to be current UFC. You got a guess for us, Jay? Come on. Oh, Jay, did you die? Oh, Jay's frozen. <laughs> uh, he, he moved to the beach. <laughs> now he's got that huge internet. <laughs> I asked him a question and just broke him. Stumped him. Absolutely broke him. Stumped him. <laughs> oh, oh here, here he comes. Here he comes. There we go. Oh, that. I have to go. (laughs) Got to move to the router. We got to move the router. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, Jay, when did you disappear? I only heard the two. Okay. So, the next top eight answers are on the board. Family Feud style. What do we got? Oof. Uh, I I can't play like guess who, right? So I can't say is there like does yeah. um, It's not. Doesn't have to be current UFC. Obviously, oh, could be retired more too. skewed towards that, but could be retired. Is George St. Pierre on this list? He is yes, the number three. three answer. Number yes. three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else we got? Who else? Could there be more retired fighters? Um, hmm. It's not fucking twenty questions here, Jay. Come on, come on, Jay. <laughs> let's go. Just grilling you. Is ooh, um. Say a name. Any name. John Jones can't be on this list, can he? No, he's not. No. All right. So after GSP, we Dominic, got Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. He's a Bellator. He's four. But he's another uh, shield for the company. Dominic Cruz is number five, so that was a good guess. Uh, Leslie Cruz. Smith, who I don't think oh, ever made more than no. $10,000 for a fight. Oh, because she's pro-union, so she's, she fights she, for Bellator. She's more like a – oh, yeah. Uh, Cerrone, seven. Tied with Randy Couture and Stipe. I I thought Randy might be on there. Stipe? Oh, because he works for a union? Oh, okay. And coming in, the last one in the top ten. Am I going to laugh? Tim Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like a union guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that. I like the Tim Kennedy one. Mr. Waterboard himself. There's now, like three. There's of three, that list, who would do the who would do the best job? Uh, I tell you, there's three or four guys on that list that would literally have the UFC making more money. Yeah. <laughs> when they went into negotiations than the fighters, I tell you. Yeah. That. I I think like, well, there's only two guys on the list who have really sort of stood up to the UFC. I think in GSP, terms of GSP and and Randy are the only two on that list that have actually. Stood up to them for pay. Like, you could say Connor, but. I mean. Not Connor really. Did, yeah, I mean, he's the highest pay. Like, he. I just yeah, don't feel he, like being highest paid. That's just for himself, though. He's not going to do best, that. Yeah, the best negotiator for all fighters. I just, I don't. I don't is he really going to invest the like time? That, he's not investing time and energy into it. Isn't G- GSP's going to be at least one of the top two or three, four highest paid fighters the sports scene. Yeah, Plus, but they're not. Actually, you need a current fighter or else it doesn't really do much. I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily need a current fighter. One with a – if he's not a current fighter, he needs to have a name and stature like a GSP. I know. Yeah. But the other sports it, don't use current athletes. They usually have retired athletes. It's usually like recently retired guys, though. Yeah. yeah. For like so, the, the NFL Player Association, it's like it was Troy Vincent for a long time. At right I just think in MMA you need somebody. Who's NBA had Derek Fisher, who like that dude's a. Yep. He's he's a thing all of himself. Oh, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, awesome. that's, I think it has to be an active fight. There's Let's never going to be a, a fighters union for guys in the UFC. I mean, Let's I think Dominic Cruz might be the smartest of those guys. Um, the, uh, the only time they're employed by the UFC, so it works for him. Exactly. That's, that's not that. <laughs> If he wasn't employed by the UFC, he'd probably be the best choice, in my opinion. But yeah. Maybe. There, there's not going to be any type of uh, collective bargaining or the start of any of it until government intervention happens. And that's, I mean, yeah. Dana, Dana's not letting anybody get close to any kind of unionization without government and, that's, and that'll happen no time soon with the people and there's there's gonna be the uh the ali brackets abdelaziz <laughs> act for mma <laughs> oh man that's, that that's coming with the heat already that's good shit uh He's the worst. He's the, it's pretty much which already is, in place. Is, I mean, it's already in place. Dave. Yeah. You'd have to get a new burner account. You just need a little amendment right there. You're good. <laughs> over <laughs> under three and a half burner accounts for Ollie. Oh, way over. over. Oh, way, way over. over. <laughs> way over. And and the and the passwords that every single one of half of his fighters. You know, They're all the same password. Yeah. <laughs> all the Keeps same simple password. for him. One, 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 one. <laughs> Yeah, so they're all Habib makes me money or something. Uh, Jay, that's not right. That guy doesn't fight, so yeah, when he does, you know, it happens. <laughs> so. Magic happens. Let's talk about last week. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about let's last week. Like, very quickly because there was one good fight. Oh come on! No, it was a pretty good one. Card. Relevant fight. That's, relevant, but there was, eh, there's a couple. Not a lot though. There's some good fights. There were some entertaining fights. There we go. It's just no name, so it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. But I mean, at least there was good fights. It could there like, could be worse. Augusto Sakai and Blagoy Ivan. Yeah, that's Bellator heavyweight yeah, That's one of the worst events. That was so bad. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the worst co-main events in a long time. And for everyone, I don't think we any of our listeners complain that we shit on women's MMA because like their our listenership is actually pretty smart as far as MMA fans go. We shit on that as a co-main event too. So yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we're fair. Yeah, equality, baby. That's right. I mean, I would probably maybe enjoy it a little more and watch it a little more if it was all condensed into one spot. And somebody came up with that ideal not you know that long ago. Oh yeah, we, all, we, all we, women's MMA condensed in one spot where oh, you had yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they like last week's podcast? Last uh, week's on fight rails. You feel like fighting in Mason Temples? Free Mason. Temples. I mean, I've just I've been saying yeah, it for, for a while, but we all had, you know. Yeah. The mecca of women's MMA, Kansas City. <laughs> Damn right, exactly, exactly. So you're from Kansas City, and so it says, "What is Kansas City known for?" Well, we're known for for steaks, barbecue, and women's barbecue. MMA. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second, we, we've got that pretty cool industrial district. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it's, it's yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Let's yeah. Let's so undercard. So undercard, we had Chris Gutierrez beat. Vince Morales by TKO via leg kicks. Okay, the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Casey Kenny yeah, took out our our friend of the MMA analysis, Louis Smoka. Submission, tough loss for Smoka. Can't Brandon me. Brandon Royval took out Tim Elliott. Arm triangle yeah, choke. Tim Elliott gonna Tim Elliott. Um, uh, guy we like Jamal Hill. No problems with Clinton Abreu. TKO needs the body. And punches. 
then Wel- at welterweight, Daniel Rodriguez, uh, straight decision over Gabriel Green. And then at women's flyweight, Mook Agian did not mook in this fight, destroyed the, the lesser Shevchenko. 30-25 across the board. Wolf City. <laughs> oh, oof. Oof, uh, oof. Good by I'll TKL, wasn't it a huge number or something? Like, yeah, like six plus six hundred, something like that, plus six fifty. Jesus. Yeah, there was nice a couple, um, couple big, uh, big uh, props that hit early. Me, me and Brad was tweeting about it. I think. Yeah. Well, Kenny by sub was like six something too. Yeah. Yeah. And then Roy Val by sub was like three fifty. I got a bit of that. Yeah. Didn't get the other two. But. <laughs> uh, Roy Val rhymes with Vidal. Oh, no! Yeah, the I, I thought I thought Gutierrez looked looked pretty good, man. Um, yeah. I I don't know, you know how good he's gonna be, but uh, a decent fighter. Um, Smoka is just untrustable at this point, man. I yep. I don't I don't see how you can I sprinkled on him at that number, but just that never ever never again man you, you he can't looks trust all right that kid. until he loses yeah yeah that's that's been his problem always looks yeah. decent until he loses uh roy roy val he's he's interesting man uh tell me it's just uh fucking tell me it uh yeah jamal hill at like minus 110 Gift. was Gift. was the steal of the card that was my favorite bet on the entire card um uh, Bray was just absolutely terrible. I I like him, man. Yeah, uh, he's. I'd like to see him in a little better shape. He, he's kind of pudgy, but man, he's he's got some length and shit, man. He's got a, hey, the, the body type. This sport, man. I think he was in quarantine shape. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Good uh, thing so then, was then, yeah. then another uh, uh, bet that I one of my top bets, man. Uh, the the Mook again at at dog money was just fucking crazy. Hilarious. Like Chef that Shevchenko, she is so bad, man. Like whatever you say about women's MMA, like Mook again, you know exactly what you're gonna get out of her. Usually, yeah, every time. she's reliable. She's reliable. Yeah, she is. She wins the fights that she's supposed to win. And at dog money, that was crazy. That that was a crazy line. Dude. The if, talent if gap. If the it talent wasn't gap, women's MMA, I would have bet a lot more. I would have too. But, uh, I yep. still haven't watched that fight. No, I didn't. No, you don't have to. But I, <laughs> no, but I, I read that she had. Well, like it was a thirty twenty-five. You said Jay thirty twenty-five on three scorecards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I read that she had like dominant, dominant position for like the entire first two rounds. I guess how they get multiple rear naked chokes locked in, and she couldn't finish somebody no, that people were making that. fun yep. of who couldn't. Didn't know like her ass from a hole in the ground. There, the there ground. was multiple times where she had a rear naked in and everything locked, the grip and everything, and still couldn't finish it. Multiple times, <laughs> multiple fucking times. Is there a larger <laughs> skill gap between two siblings who've both contracted to the UFC ever than than Shevchenko Sh- Sh- sisters? The Tamer brothers yeah. are pretty close. No, yeah. no. they're pretty yeah. close. They are pretty close. better than the other fish. They're pretty close. You're talking about like one of the all-time great female fighters, like half sisters, right? Maybe top two half sisters. So that shit don't count. Oh really? (laughs) You serious? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I think they're full sisters. Oh, I didn't realize that. There's 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 been some bad sibling pairings. I mean, mean, the lowest probably. 
Yeah, the low the Lozon. Yeah, um, Dan Lozon was he was really was fucking good bad. Man. Like Dan Miller yeah. was okay. It wasn't as good as Jim, but he like Dan was okay. He was, he was, Dan he was, de- he was he decent for a while. Guy, yeah. 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 Diaz brothers are both pretty good. I'm trying. I'm mean, trying to think. No, I mean, not. they both suck, but I they mean, both suck amazing. equally. Well, the Malienko brothers, pretty big gap. Yeah, big Especially gap. Especially once you get into like the real young one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the not well, the Nogs both were pretty good. One was better than the other, but you know, both the Shamrocks good. aren't real brothers, but like Frank is like, are the they not? They're not either. And Ken, no, after they're, they're, that book, Ken's no, a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, really? Are you reading that book, Wes, or no? Yeah, I'm, I haven't got to get a lot of just kind of get through a little of his childhood and shit, which is fucked up, but I haven't got through a lot of it yet. I've been busy. I'm so. up to like his first fight with Tito. In, yeah. in the book, good it's good. I just finished the chapter on my heart. Petey, my heart. <laughs> well, we'll talk about yeah. one of the brothers. Uh, actually, both of the brothers, two, the, both Burns brothers. Uh, one a little bit later, and one much later. Um, yeah, you know, that's a pretty big different skill gap as well. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big. <clears throat> not as much as the Shashanko sisters, though. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, wife from Casey, (laughs) she got a she got a laugh out of that's the home of women's MMA down there, (laughs) and the the Mason Temple, yeah, Uh, yeah. So main card, Mackenzie Dern's back, back with submissions. That's a good thing. Yeah, when we like we like Dern here on a fucking platter. Yeah, yeah, dude. Anna Cyphers has never fight IQ. (laughs) This shit was terrible. (laughs) She was like doing all I right. I mean, it's like I'm beating the shit out of her. I get her down. Hey, fuck it. I'm going to dive right into the only place I can lose. <laughs> like, uh, trying to stuff? punch her on the ground from like full guard almost. Like, what are you doing? Just back away. Yep. No, that's that all she had to do. completely legitimate move in MMA 10 years ago, Sean. We we keep saying this. It's just it's just ten years the behind. About ten years. Yeah. It might be more than a decade, Brad. Maybe maybe like fifteen, that's, sixteen years at this point. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so next fight. Um I kinda like both these guys, but clearly uh Roberts is uh Weaver's a fraud, man. I like him as a like I enjoy watching that he's like I, I, he's an interesting character. Like we need characters in this sport. I'm not saying they're that bad. <laughs> Roberts, yeah, gotta... Roberts, on the other hand, I think there's something there. This is uh, a fucking beatdown. I don't think you can tell from this fight, really. <laughs> Roberts yeah. is good though. Roberts think, is yeah, good. I think he's I think he's decent, but yeah, we gotta see way different competition. But I think he's got some skills for sure. Yeah, and then that wrong. that that body type again, man, just it's working in MMA. Those types uh that length and shit is a problem in MMA. Yeah. yeah. Eventually it's gonna start happening that all these little bean poles like uh like New Sean are just gonna start getting ripped to the body. <laughs> Dudes are just gonna collapse their spines. <laughs> where, where, where are more of the John Lanikers of the world? Like, can we get right? some fucking little tree stumps throwing bungalows to the ribs? Like, come on. Absolutely. I mean, the, the featherweight champ is kind of like that. He's a he's a short, yeah. stocky dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not many of those uh, in the champion class in the MMA. Uh, not anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, this this next fight was something. Billy, <laughs> tell me wild. about this one. I didn't see it, but I heard a lot of people talking about it. Billy Quarantillo takes a decision over Spark Spike Carlisle. A lot of people seem to like this Spike character, but uh, Quarantillo gets the job. Twenty nine, twenty eight across the board. Give me, give me the Billy Q money, uh, yep. man. I mean, it was it was. Look, you had to know going in that he was going to have to weather some shit and hope old boy gassed out. <laughs> But (laughs) man, he he fucking was landing some shit in the first round that had me fucking puckered. Like I didn't think he was having to weather shit like that. And then like Spike didn't go away. Like that motherfucker. Even in the third, when he looked completely fucking fucked, he would have these spurts. Like Billy would get him down, and that motherfucker would spurt and reverse him and be on top. But then he just wasn't doing anything, you know, like he could get out and reverse, but then he was just laying there and shit. I, I'm not sure he landed a, a punch in the third round. Um, but yeah. that was, that was a fun fight. I, I like Billy Q too, man. He, he's got a lot of things to work on. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, he's he's, he, he old, seems like I a, think, but how old is he? I thought he was yeah, like he was 30, like, 31. Yeah, he might be. I thought he was like late twenties, wasn't he? Still older, but, uh, you know, you can still get going. Oh, laundry's done, Jay. Laundry. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do it. Gotta... is, uh, 31. Ooh, yeah, yes. he's, he's not that young. Well, man, I don't know. It just depends on how much you've been through up to that 31 yeah. spot, yeah, I guess, but. Our boy Derek just brought up the uh, the Overeem brothers in comparison to the Shevchenko sisters, and Derek Valentin Overeem is a, a fucking king. He wrecked some guys back in the day, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was he was a madman, but he that's didn't right. Wreck some guys. And I some of the like bar fight stories between him and Alistair, he whew, he whoops mm-hmm. ass. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the young, the the Shevchenko, she ain't, she ain't she's not Roadhouse. The anybody. one that you think is the uh, the younger Shevchenko, but she's actually yeah, the, old, the older Shevchenko. <laughs> Sucks. We're just gonna put it now. That is the biggest skill gap of <laughs> siblings of all time. Let's just, yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, uh, unless like for, yes, he has a younger brother. <laughs> Yeah, uh, co-main, I guess it's co-main event time. No, co-main. Yeah, co-main. Augusto Sakai and Blagoy Ivanov split decision. I didn't see it. Thank God I didn't see it. I feel like I didn't. That was, that was a good 15 minutes. Uh, oh man. I could have done anything better in my life. Would have been better. My dude with two belly buttons got robbed. Just yeah. saying. Oh, Cage grabbed the back. Yeah. Now, now, win now look, 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 now look. If, if they take, he should have had a point taken after fucking Lutley. Uh, that yeah. fight could have, who, whoever side you picked or had money on, you probably thought got the fight, but that should have been a point. And I bet fucking Sakai. That was some of the worst shit I've fucking seen, man. I think we're watching. I even said, I think if, if Blago doesn't like, go down to a knee or if uh Sakai doesn't like go down to a knee there, like almost he got a half a takedown, even with the cage grab, I think there's a, a point there or something. Uh But he goes down to a knee and then wrestles and gets back up. So he just lets it go. That shit was fucking, that was bad. It's garbage. It was really Herzog, bad. You fuck. <laughs> I figured after seeing how like much weight he put on that fence, that Trump was going to contact the UFC to build that <laughs> wall outside of the white house. <laughs> 
No way you're pulling that down. Holy oh, shit. Fuck. We'll have the yeah. biggest beautiful cage that you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just simply wonderful. Yeah. A cage a cage of likes that's never been seen before. I've never been seen before. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Terrible fight. Fucking yeah. terrible. Let's not talk. Yeah. But we all knew it was going to be terrible. Yes. Oh, it's, it's like an Arlovsky fight in 2020. You know it's not going to be good. You just know. Can we bet on that I mean, at some point in our lives? Like, is this fight going to be entertaining? Murdered by someone. Are there going to be more or less viewers at the end of this fight than at the start? <laughs> that seems like the, like the easiest bet. And like, yeah, we could bet on is this fight going to be interesting. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd be we'd be rich, all of us, collectively. We won't have to work again. Uh, main event. This is where the consensus bet came in on the underdog, oh, yeah. Gilbert Burns. 50-45, Who thought that Gilbert Burns was going to drop Tyron Woodley in the opening round and then just just win the rest of the fight? That was that was, yeah. it was a little different than I thought it was going to play out, but the result was the same. I didn't think he was going to do it that early, but damn. Like, that guy's uh, – he's something. He's good. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm sold that that was that was it for me. I'm 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 sold now on on Burns, and I know it's it's Are still you like, number one contender sold. Uh, I mean, he, I, he's not better than I think even Cody at this point probably. But I mean, he's he could beat the all of those guys right there. Like I think he's that that good now. Um, it is like Woodley a little down, uh, of course, but. Man, that was just an amazing performance to handle him like that. Like, like, come on, that that's still impressive. Whatever Woodley it is, like in that fight, he he was he was typical Woodley. Like he actually tried to throw some shit. He didn't just yeah. stand there. He, he went for it, and it it just didn't matter. Gilbert Burns was Burns a better did. striker, a faster striker, and then he's a he's a different problem for everybody else in that division because. Like, you've got guys like Masvidal and whatever that are good strikers, but you can take them down. and He you, beats Masvidal. Yeah, you you don't have to worry about Masvidal if you're on top of them, which, you know, Usman's going to be there, Covington's going to be there. Like, all, all these guys are going to end up there. you got to worry if you take Gilbert Burns down and, mm-hmm. and you're on top of him. And not because he's going to sub you from his back, but he's going to be able to sweep you. He's going to be able to get back up. He's he's going to be able to do a whole bunch of things to you from make the, it work. Definitely, make that, it work. that's that's why I say he could beat any one of those guys. He could absolutely uh, be. He's he's a championship contender now. Um, I mean, I it's it's not crazy. It's not crazy to say that his hands are better than Usman's and Kobe's at this point. Like, straight up. I think Burns is a better all-around striker than Kobe is. Like, straight up. Like, Kobe's not the kickboxer that Gilbert Burns is at this point. Um, and, and what what other um, – we was talking about that night. Like, there's only a few guys I, – I liken it to Pedro Munoz, me personally, that world-class level BJJ guys. And Burns is even a level above Munoz that – have hands like that, man. Do, Do Bronx has gotten his pretty fucking good, but um, watching those BJJ champions like that, man, uh, become the kickboxers they are is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a impressive performance. Uh, oh, um, so that the athletic on that athletic question, they ask about drug testing and shit, and they were talking about that uh, 
So one anonymous fleet said that guys are going over to Thailand and shit and places to train. Now that's like a code for going and, and juicing. That's what fighters think. Cause they don't get tested as much over there. Well, and, it kind of uh, makes sense. These are probably farther away. Well, uh, especially during the pandemic. And uh, guess who moved his camp over there before that fight? Um, Woodley went over and trained oh, with Woodley? Mike. Woodley went over and trained at AKA Thailand with Mike Swift yeah. for that entire card. So Woodley went for it. Woodley, quote unquote, he he went all in for that fight. Absolutely, and still got. He, the he just never up. evolved, man. And and nope. with his athleticism, it it gets him pretty far. But if you if you don't involve your striking game, you're, you're just he's way too. Game. He's way too. He's the same guy it. that he's the same guy. Same guy he's always been. He's yep. the same guy Nate went fucking Jean Claude Van Damme combos <laughs> on and shit. Like straight up, he's yep. he's the same guy. Yeah, actually, that's that's not. He's not the same guy. He's always been. He started out as just like a, a boring top position wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And then he found out that he could throw a right hand and was fast and had some power, and that was it. That's that's who he's been for the rest of his career. He kind of wishes that he was Yoel Romero, but he doesn't. Like Romero has like all sorts of other strikes that he throws with wacky angles. Like Ty- Woodley's just got the right hand and then the wrestling. So, and I'd actually listen to a Yoel Romero rap album too. So, wrapping in Cuban or broken yeah, give me some of that reggaeton, baby, or broken English. I'd listen to either one of them. <laughs> Could be best time. <gasps> so, where, where do we think? Um, Woodley goes for, goes from here. Not far. One FC. I mean, I I honestly think he should just fucking retire. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what what you do with him because, like, you never fight anyway. You fucking you can't. Are you gonna give him to like guys trying to be like guys trying to break into eight, nine, ten, and shit? But then he could like get scared and start wrestling guys again and running contenders. You know. He's in a bad spot, I think. Yeah, it, it really depends on how much they have to pay him now. Like, I, I didn't even yeah. look at the, the payouts for this, but if he's a guy making like a hundred grand a fight, oh, he does. Or and, way more he than is. That. Yeah, it was like yeah. a. He didn't get a win. He didn't get his win bonus is oh, like was, big. Yeah, he his uh, his show is one fifty, and his win was another fifty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, if I'm do... him and he's facing some like that's gonna like outside gonna, of the top yeah. guy. Wrestle him. I mean, wouldn't the Lawler fight make sense now? Rematch? I don't Maybe. even know what Lawler's doing. I mean, they I were guess. supposed to do it a while ago, weren't they? And it just never happened. Yeah, I feel I like know. that works all right, though. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess Luke I, was th- I was thinking about Luke. Mm. I, I feel like that's a dude that he just wrestles against. But Luke yeah. versus Neil. Screw the screw Woodley in there. Just do Luke versus Neil. That would be bad shit. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. nobody knows who either of those guys is. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no one really wants to see Woodley fight. Let's be honest he never here. Fights. He never fights, and the fight yeah. in is usually boring unless he's. I mean, really. I mean, the problem is, boring. the problem is, is that if you do, if you really look back five, six, seven years at guys who are champions for like more than one fight, and then they're what they do after they lose the belt, it's probably like just like a. It's like falling off a cliff, right? For the most part. Yeah. It's I mean, Willie's yeah, going nowhere. It's just there's not a lot of times you you come back. You come back and, and, and take yeah. that belt back. And it, it it's 
a lot of times it's not even like um, all physical either. It, a lot of that's mental with champions, man. You see it a lot in boxing. Yeah. You get to that pinnacle and you get beat, and then mentally you lose that invincibility, and you're always questioning yourself. Uh, it's hard to get back and win that title. Well, the mo- well motivation is a part of it, right? Um, oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, how do you, how do you get up for? How do you get up for a fight like that's like? Oh, now you're like a co-main event in a three-round fight with nothing on the line. Like after all that, it's, it's got to be part of it. Plus, you're older now. You've been exposed. He's been exposed multiple times. Especially now. for a guy I don't, like I, I don't, I don't, like I don't he, see it getting very positive for him. From I don't think I his head was fully in it for a while. Myself, I don't think he's been fully invested. I don't know if his head was stuff. ever really in it. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think it's fair to say he was never really. He never really loved MMA. I think he was a wrestler that found some success, made some money, uh, and you know did, did the best. A, he, that he, was, could. he he was a, a wrestler kind of sport guy. He was never a quote unquote fighter. I don't think so. I think that's I fair. I don't think he. I don't think he's what I would call a fighter. That Mizzou not- wrestling team had one hell of a run, though. Like him. Askren, uh, Michael Chandler, weren't, weren't those all uh, Mizzou well, one guys? of those guys, yeah. I, feel, I feel one of those three is different than the other two. What, Ben uh, Askren knows how to promote himself? No, that Michael <laughs> I mean, Chandler is actually a fighter. Michael, the other Michael, two are not. Michael Chandler yeah. is a fighter, yeah, yes. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. But also, Ben Askren knows how to promote himself. The other two don't. That's fair, too. <laughs> well, if you, unless you count trying to, you know, make make it make a name for yourself in the rap game, because <laughs> he's no uh, Kevin Casey. Have some respect. Yeah, who, at who one is? point, at one point, Brad's gonna have to do a top five, top ten list of MMA rappers or MMA singers. Period. There, there has I to thought be. you were gonna say a top five or top ten list of Kevin Casey songs. Yeah, I thought that. I guess coming. that that he could be heaters. done. That could be done as well. That's right, baby. We'll, get well, that does uh, it for that fight night card. Yeah, from the good burns to the shitty burns. Yeah. New Sean, how was uh, before we finish? What, how, how would you rate that card one to ten? I didn't. I didn't have a chance to see it. I was busy packing up stuff. So uh, other than the main event, so you, you know, some cards are a six, some are an eight, some are. This doesn't seem like six point eight. Is that fair? Seven. Yeah, I, I think so. Like if you're just looking on entertainment, like if you don't give a shit who these people are fairly entertaining fight there were some clunkers in there but um if you're looking for something of substance then this probably would get a lower card just because who gives a fuck for most of these fights the winners nothing really is gonna happen other than for gilbert burns the main event's kind of the outlier there but i give it i give it a seven Still don't agree with the number one being number one contender now or the number no. one ranking. I mean, Woodley should have been number one before he lost. That's, exactly. That, it doesn't matter anyway, so whatever. Yeah, apparently it doesn't. You're right. Um, <laughs> Wood, um, Woodley's on like three losses and still ranked ahead of the fighter with no name. <laughs> yeah. Who? Who? Exactly. Yeah, who? But exactly. The fighter that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Leon Edwards. Wait, Who? <laughs> Stop ruining it. Exactly. The exactly. Roberts? The referee? <laughs> the ref? The ref? talking about the ref. <laughs> the British ref. I'm waiting for the day for the refer- for a referee to actually be an active fighter. To me, that's going to be the great day. 
Hey, Herb Disney, was like a kick. Herb was like a kickboxer. For- no, was but not, he wasn't doing it while he was actively competing, was he? No. Herb, no. Herb was like doing um, kickboxing for his early time when he was an early ref. Yeah, Wait, I don't think he's done it for a long time though. Wait, Gilbert was it, training at a garage. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't see that? We didn't. Yeah, oh, that. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Garage weight, garage garage, garage, garage weights two and zero during the pandemic. This is serious. He, he was an <laughs> absolute lock. Like, look, not look. Even even Ben bet on Burns. Like that garage training even broke the Ben curse. Garage, <laughs> garage straight up. Fuck. Garage weight is the is the best thing since frozen pitch profit. You know, it's this is just an angle you just got to play over and over. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Anyway, unfortunately, Herbert's not good enough. He doesn't get invited to the garage. So, well, he might. It may not matter. Anyway, it matter. But can you believe we're at UFC 250? This is this is what we're getting for UFC 250. I feel like I blacked out after like UFC 120, <laughs> and now we're at UFC 250. There were some good ones. It's hard UFC to 120, Bisping Akiyama, baby. Oh, yeah, 142, God, 184. There are some good ones. Um, yeah. 200 was very good. I think this is a decent card, but man, for a pay per view, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, like, I like the card. I think yeah, it's a pretty it's good card not, on paper. It just doesn't have it big just, names. It needs all. a main event. Yeah. That's what we've always said. There are some yep. great, there are some really good fights on the. Oh, yeah. car, oh, it's, a, it, it's a really good card if you know what you're you're if watching. You know you're watching. You're watching yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, but, I would say aside from the main event, it's a great main card. Yeah, but like the prelims, they're fine. There's some good fights, but yeah. like it's, they they it's needed Nunez. They needed Nunez as the co in a decent main event on it. Then are it's... we are we a hundred percent sure Herbert Burns is not part of the Garage Weight team? It didn't seem like I, don't, I figured. I, I didn't see him. Not with sure him it's fighting matter. the following week after Gil, they would have shown him in there because they had like Gil's kids in there. They they got the whole family in there, but Herbert nowhere to be found. I'm just saying. Not sure it matters. He's facing Evan Dunham in the opening fight of UFC 250 on Fight Pass. Evan Dunham, Herbert Burns, catch weight 150 pounds. Burns fought what a few weeks ago? How long ago was that? No, he fought a long uh, January twenty. Really? It was that long he beat, ago? He beat up. He beat up. Fucking, uh, Nate when did he? When did, crazy. Nate the train. I thought he. Mm-hmm. I thought he submitted somebody. No, he need fucking Nate. Lander. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, after that. Nah. No. Who am I thinking of? That was his last I have fight. No idea. Yeah, I don't know, there's too many fucking <laughs> yeah. random no-name fighters for us to guess. Who am I thinking of? Thinking of Let me go through the 500 list fighters. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> who was the guy who submitted somebody off his... Oh, my God. Who was my oh, mind? Jay. Don't torture yourself. I just saw a video of it. I'm trying to think of who the hell it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nobody subs anybody. From um, am I thinking of? Is it not Alex Perez? What am I thinking of? What was my I mind? don't know. Let Let's get into this fight instead. <laughs> All right, Evan Dunham, Herbert Burns. <laughs> uh, who wants to Who wants to start this off t- uh, this week? Who wants to talk about the ghost of Evan Dunham? Oh, I feel like Brad. that's like a Brad thing to do. Brad's ready. Yeah, he's he's ready. Now he's back in his groove and shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got no fucking clue on this one because Evan Dunham. I think the last time he fought. 
I was actually watching MMA before, you know, it's my not, little it's break. Not been that long. It's not it's been too long. End of 2018 or September 2018. The when last really time he won a fight, I was yeah, definitely was still watching. There you go. When was won that? When was the last time he won a fight? Um, September 2016. 2016. <laughs> he right went to a draw. He went to a draw with Darius in uh, 10 yeah, 2017. Yeah, I remember that fight. It wasn't a draw. But I remember the fight. Um, yeah. And- so Adam Dun- Evan Dunham's always been like a, a pretty solid fighter. Like he's a he's a decent striker. He's actually probably a better technical striker than Herbert Burns in this fight. Um, might even have a, a little bit of a wrestling advantage. But this guy's been out of the cage so long that you can't trust him. And he was always soft to the body. Got hurt to the body a billion times. Finished to the body a few times. And now he's trying to do this weird late career drop down to 145 thing, but can't quite get there. So this fight's at 150. So like, as much as you might think Evan Dunham has a chance here, uh, I can't put any money on him. I think that Herbert Burns is like, it's hard to even say that the guy's going to finish him because he's not a good striker. Uh, like when he finishes guys, it's, it's mostly from being able to sub them. And I don't think he subs Evan Dunham here. So I'm just staying completely away from this one because it's weird. Like maybe Dunham somehow steals a decision, but gross. Nothing. Stay away. Um, all right, Wes. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably got to agree um, with, with most of that. Like you want to look for a reason to kind of take Dunham here, uh, but – you you shouldn't. I'm not big on um, on uh, the other the other burns. Um, like Brad got it right, man. I I don't seem like submitting Dunham, but Dunham's you know flaws and body shots. Um, he's not a great striker, man. Um, if I'd maybe seen Dunham in a fight before this, or even making 145, I might even think about it. But um. You you can't touch him here, even at that that dog money. Um, taking this fight and can't even make the weight one fifty. Yeah, it, it's probably going to be a sloppy decision decision win for Burns. You don't definitely don't want to touch somebody and it, for it to be sloppy. So, Nushan, <laughs> give me your thoughts. Uh, I, I wanted to fade Herbert Burns in his next fight too. after the <laughs> Landwehr knockout, but this this just ain't it. I kind of nope. hope he just destroys. Uh, Evan Dunham, and then he gets hyped up even more. Little, so little fade plan. Yeah, because <laughs> classic I, I fade plan. I just don't think he's that good. He is. Although before yeah. Dunham's break here, he lost his last two fights by knee, and Herbert Burns won the last one by knee. So Dunham's probably going to get need here. Yeah, uh, Dunham's so weak to the body. He, he probably gets dropped from a body shot, maybe a knee. Uh, so I'll pick Herbert Burns. I, I really wanted to fade him, but can't do it here. I have Burns a D plus, Dunham a D. I mean, Dunham turns 39 later this year. Um, he hasn't been that active. Uh, he's very susceptible to, uh, to damage. Uh, he was at one point a pretty complete fighter, like, uh, in terms of his skill set. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's really, really poor at anything except maybe like just defensive, just like, uh, just, taking strikes at this point. Uh, but Burns is younger. Burns is like a real, is, is extremely good at uh, jujitsu. 
uh, submission game. Dunham tough to submit, but I could see Burns dominating position on the mat, um, using his strength over Dunham to win the fight. I think, I think, I think there's like, ooh, it's Evan Dunham. I want to play him at like plus two thirty or something. It's just, I think that's fool's gold. It's kind of like throwing a worm out in the, you know, getting a fishing rod, throwing the worm out into the water and trying to catch a 400 pound tuna. It's like, it's like not going to happen. Uh, Apparently people have been buying into it though, Jay, cause he's back down to plus 185. Good God. Lord help us. Well, <laughs> that's not, that's not very smart. Um, Burns is going to win this fight. I think he'll do so pretty easily. Well, probably a wide decision, but, um, could be a stoppage from strikes as well. All right. What do we got? Uh, ooh, this should be interesting. Devin Clark, Alonzo Menafield, light heavyweight matchup. I think I read some sort of, st- I gotta look this up on Menafield. Hold on a second. Um, he's, he's got, the, the, the he's got a big cock, Jay. That you're talking about, Jay? Yeah, is that what it is? He's, he hasn't, round, it's 32 seconds of round two. Yeah. So, okay. He, he he's never though, seen, he's never seen the third round of a fight, right? Yeah, All right. I thought it was something about ten inches, but I guess yeah, and he's got and he's got a monster piece. Yeah, he's got I can't, a I can't, piece. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> I don't know if he's Tito or Tiger level or Nagano level, so uh, we'll leave that to West. He's the expert in that space. Nobody is. You just named like the Mount Rushmore of fucking pieces. <laughs> that's gonna be another bit at one point. We're gonna have a Mount Rushmore a hog. Hogmore, Mount Hogmore. You, you just named three, so I mean, yeah, we need one more. Is it just the MMA Mount Rush, Mount Rushmore, or is it uh, is it all sports? All I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just the game, I, I don't know. Luke Rockhold yeah. might be up there too. Uh, if you're going all, if you're going all sports, you gotta throw my boy Serge Ibaka up there for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Now you're talking about like seven foot tall human. Yeah. The, the, our, our boy, the, our boy, the OBC carries the name, the Caucasian Abaca. That, that should tell you something. I mean, Yao Ming's probably in there just for being so big. I mean, yeah. I, I, I bet yeah. he still got a, I bet he still got a three inch piece. <laughs> Could you imagine like seven, eight dude? <laughs> Look like a micro <laughs> on that body. <laughs> Oh, where are oh. we fucking going? All right. Uh, <laughs> who wants to start with this one? I don't oh, know if Brad even Wesley. knows who we yeah. are. Yeah, well, let's Wesley. start with West. Let's go back to West now. Um, yeah, um, Menafield man. Uh, I think y'all just looked it up. I was, I was gonna say it. Um, he he barely gets out of the first here. Um, I, I think Devin Clark might might be the a little bit better all around here, but um. Man, that, that Clark chin has been a little shaky in the past, man. And, uh, Menafield is going to throw fucking bombs from the get go. Um, I like Menafield here, man. He's, uh, minus 135 by TKO. I, I think he's going to knock out Devin Clark and I'll, I'll take a little bit of that. All right. New Sean. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking Menafield, but I, I don't feel comfortable laying that just because if Devin Clark does survive, uh, he gets a shit ton of takedowns and Minifield, I mean, he has decent takedown, uh, like stats, but he hasn't faced any kind of a wrestler either, uh, in the UFC anyway. So uh, that scares me away a bit. I think he probably does KO Devin Clark in the first couple minutes of the first round, but if he doesn't, then it gets a little scary. So I'm staying away. Mr. Bunker breakdowns. Jay, I actually do know who both of these guys are. So, uh, so there's that because wow. 
Clark's been in the UFC for a while, and he has never beaten anybody good. And Menafield, I've been watching since like back in the the RFA switching over to to LFA sort of days. So uh, I've I've seen him come up and um, you know watched him on Contender Series and, and that sort of stuff. I haven't seen his recent fights, but he's he's knocking out guys that are half decent. And Clark is just a, a dude that's never impressed me. He leaves his chin hanging out there and he's facing a guy that if you leave your chin hanging out there, yeah, he should probably be a middleweight, but Clark should probably be a middleweight too. And uh, I I don't think he's going to have much of an advantage here in terms of size, physicality, that sort of stuff. So uh, I I think that Menafield's going to catch him and get the job done here. I I think his record of, you know, not going into the third round is going to continue in this one. But it's kind of difficult to to find a bet here. Okay, uh, let me just—I'm just curious the size differential on this fight. Uh, I think Clark's a bit taller. Is he really? About six yeah. inches. Yeah, six foot. Oh, six, six, six foot. Inch ridge, yeah. Uh, to Clark. Clark always seems shorter to me than that. Yeah. Six foot well, like five. I said, they like Clark used to fight at middleweight, and then he moved up to light heavyweight, and really Menafield. He's had a bunch of light heavyweight fights where he's weighed in way under the limit. So both these guys are, if they want to be top fighters, they're middleweights. Um, but they're fighting at light heavyweight. So I don't think there's any difference sure. there. Nice. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. The Florida ones are shaking up again. <laughs> Jay's on the move. So... <laughs> Jay is going to no, give Alonzo Menafield a C and Devin Clark a D plus. That sounds about that's, right. That's my prediction for his grades. He is also going to pick Alonzo Menafield by TKO. I give his beach TKO. internet an F. <laughs> <laughs> Moving up to a real fight, baby. Except why the fuck is this buried on the prelims the way it is? Uh, we got, we got the juicy man, Juicy A Formiga, taking on, you know, good little, uh, good little flyweight prospect, uh, busy fighter, still relatively young, Alex Perez. This is, this is going to be a good one. Uh, Wes, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think, um, coming out of this fight, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more about Alex Perez, um. I'm I'm fairly high on him uh at this point. I think this is uh the perfect matchup for him um uh at this point in his career. Um I think Juicy is on on the back end man. Um 38 years old at, at this weight class is getting close to the the end of it to be competitive in this division. You just uh you usually slow down way too much. Um I mean the the whole thing here is Perez keeping it on the feet man. Um he keeps it on the feet here. I, I think he can uh, out kickbox uh, Juicy. If uh, this gets to the mat uh, consistently, then he's he's going to have to survive. Um, I think Perez keeps this up here. I'm uh, pretty big on betting these younger uh, up-and-coming prospects that I think are pretty decent against aging vets. And, um, I'm, man, I've, I've been on that. 
There he is. Battery issues. Battery issues. Battery. <laughs> what are batteries different in Florida too? <laughs> um, Florida, yeah. But um, finish up. Yeah, I know. Finish up, Wes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just I, I think it, at this point, man, um, I, I've been on on juicy a, a lot of times uh, over the past years, man. Um, like I said, just when guys get uh, this age in this division, um, it's going to be really hard to, to beat younger prospects like this. Um, so uh, I like Perez. It's just going to be a, a regular bet, no, nothing big. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the the younger prospect that I, I think is is or or could be pretty pretty damn good. So yeah, Perez for me. Sean. I'll put a, a just a small one unit play on on Formiga here. It's kind of a show me bet. I got him at plus one twenty two. Um, Alex Perez, if if you look at the strength of of competition that he's faced in, in the UFC, it's pretty fucking terrible. Uh, he's done what he's you know had to do in there, right? I mean, he's finishing these guys are looking pretty dominant. When he took that step up against Benavidez, obviously that didn't end too well. But Sheldon um, Shorty Torres is pretty good wins, I think. Man, he's I lost agree. a bunch. Is good. Um, Shelton, like I don't think that's anywhere near. Torres might have well been this, an atom weight, though. This is absolutely his hardest competition. Don't don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Well, yeah, yeah and I mean, Formiga, he's definitely. I mean, his last last two last two fights, he that was a pretty tough fight against Brandon Moreno. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, and they may have won that fight. Uh, it was just over a year ago he beat Figueredo. Uh, could he do that to Perez, take him down and get control? I think he can. So I just, it's kind of just a show me bet. If, if Perez is legit and runs over Formiga, then I'll, I'll be fine losing that bet. But Formiga really only loses to the, the elite guys. Uh, so I had to put a small play on him. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of hoping that people would just look at the fact that Formiga took the loss against Moreno and kind of forget about that actual fight because uh, there's been a lot of fights lately. So I was hoping that would happen, and I'd be able to get a, a little bit more of a, a dog price on Formiga here because you know we we've seen the evolution in his striking over his UFC tenure. And obviously, the guy is still, you know, top five in the world in terms of taking people's back and holding on to it. So I just find that in these flyweight fights that there's always scrambles, uh, regardless of if it's two strikers. There there just always ends up being scrambles in this fight. And I think Juicy's going to win those scrambles, um, either end up on top, and when he's on top, you know, the, the strategy for guys is to roll to your knees and, and try and get back to your feet as quick as possible. And when you do that against him, he's going to take your back. And once he's got your back, he's got your back for the round. So I, I think that the striking is going to be competitive in here. There's probably a little edge to Perez there. But as soon as this hits the mat in any way, shape or form, I, I got to give it to, to Juicy. So even now that it's down at basically even money for him, I might put a little bet on him, uh, but I think that he's going to pull out the victory here. I'm just hoping that the line goes back up a little bit because uh, I know that there's lots, lots of people that are siding with Wes here, and 
Um, I do think that Perez is a, a very good flyweight. I just don't think that he's quite on this level at this point. Look, um, I will say one thing. Even if you think that uh, Juicy won that fight against Moreno, which I do, I, I bet Juicy in that fight, he did not look like the regular Juicy when they was on the mat scrambling. Like he couldn't do what he usually do, does to Brandon fucking Moreno on the mat. So sure, Moreno he, is it, long, though, for a flyweight. I think Perez is better on the mat, though, at this point. Like his last win, uh, however you think about es- Espino, uh, he was a decent wrestler and Perez just absolutely mauled him. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not sure Juicy's even not lost a little bit of that speed and scrambling on the mat from watching the Moreno fight because he, he didn't look like the same Juicy on the mat against Brandon Moreno. Now that uh, Perez is a different opponent and stuff. And I, I will say Moreno's like improved incredibly since he came back to the UFC. So maybe Moreno just was a tougher out than Perez would be, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's he's, got those, he's got his quarantine legs under him now, though. He's ready. I can't fault somebody for taking plus money on, on Juicy, man. I've bet him so many times. Um, I'm just a believer in Perez. So, yeah, it's it's good fight. Good good measuring stick for Perez. Okay. I got um, Formiga B minus, Perez C plus. This should be a competitive fight. Uh, you know, Formiga's for a long time been one of the top guys in this weight class, really just kind of a level – one level below the championship caliber. Uh, Perez has been on the come up, um, has looked pretty impressive, uh, but this is certainly his toughest test. Uh, you know, Formiga's getting older. That certainly is a worry for me, and that's one of the reasons I won't be betting this fight, despite I, despite believing that he should be favored here. Um, I just wonder uh, if, if Perez really is up to snuff. Um, if it can handle the, the kind of the grappling transitions that Formiga really is, uh, you know, been an, an, you know, just kind of an excellent, uh, fighter. Um, just excellent ability in that regard. So, uh, again, Wes is right. Good measuring stick. Let's see what happens. Um, that's just the reality of it. All right. Uh, moving up to the prelims, we got Charles Bird taking on something called Mackie Patolo. That's not a real fighter, is it? It's a sushi dish. Oh, nice. What is it? Oh, Mackie oh. Batolo. Oh. <laughs> what kind you of know fish? what any sushi dish is? Jay, come on. Yeah, we're, we're we're cultured down here, Brad. We have we actually we actually can get our own fish. <laughs> I, I I figure the oceans are frozen. The water the, the the fresh water is frozen up in Canada. You can't you can't oh, get anything. Man, I'm, I'm all about the lake trout. Oh, frozen lake trout, like grumpy old men style. <laughs> Jay, you've obviously never been ice ice fishing. Come on. Of course you're I have not We don't we don't have iced water where we are. You you even know what I Wes, have you ever seen uh, iced over lake before? Like that you can go fishing? You ever seen me fish I mean, in ice no, lake? Not, that you're is you're not, to think you're not doing ice fishing down here, <laughs> but I mean <laughs> I mean, my great, you know, my my grandparents, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, are good at it. That's all I know. <laughs> oh fuck! Good shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know what to say. West, do you know anything about Mackie Patola? Man, look, I, <laughs> I I don't I don't know, man. He 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 looked he looked okay on his contender series fight, but. You go over and I, I don't care if it's in Australia, New Zealand, or wherever the fuck you get beat by Caleb fucking Potter. Um, I just, 
I, I don't know, man. Charles Bird just that guy's got the look and shit, but I, I just I don't think he's good. But there's just there's there's no way I can I can play either one of these guys. I really don't even know who to pick yet. So it probably flip a coin or take the dog and uh and tout master. Absolutely no bet here. All right. He does he he's got no bet. Uh Nishon, yeah, do you have a bet? Nothing. No, I got nothing on this. Uh, I, I, Bird, thirty-six years old. Patolo doesn't seem that great. Uh, I don't think losing to Callan Potter is a good sign for you. So, I'll ooh. pick Charles Bird, but uh, I, I don't want anything to do with this fight. All right, Bradford. Um, yeah, I was just like looking through records and stuff because. God, like I've seen Charles Bird fight on the regional circuit, um, but I wasn't going to go watch fucking tape on these guys or anything like that. <laughs> what you, I'm not some sort of sadist. Um, yeah, this dude lost to a, a 35-year-old nobody in his last UFC fight. And I know that Charles Bird's at least been competitive with some dudes throughout his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm picking Bird. Uh, who's also actually a, a middleweight. And this guy seems to be coming up from 170. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that at one point uh, he he fought Andrews Nakahara. Do you remember that dude from, like, back in the day in Dream West, staying up till 3 in the yeah. morning to watch them yeah. like, beat him to Sakuraba and shit? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's all that's I know. Going, that's going back. That, that's the most I know about this dude, so uh, I'm I'm not betting this, but it it seems like Charles Bird should win, but he lost a bunch of fights on the regional circuit. He should have won too, so no trust. What is that picture on Nushan's wall? Family matters, baby. No, that's a uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> that, I like that, how we all lean into our screens. <laughs> is that the office or Seinfeld? I thought it was at first. I thought it was friends. I'm That's like, there's too many uh, people. It, no, his 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 girl drew that. Uh, I can't remember who he said it was though. Nushon, <laughs> what is that? What is that picture on your wall? And that Seinfeld or the Office? Yeah, no, bring that, that over that here. Seventy show. That's seventy, oh, that's 70 okay. show. Okay. Do crafts, not drugs. Right. My girlfriend made that <laughs> solid. I really crafts and drugs. Like neither she nor her, she nor you adhere to that sign. No. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, Charles Bird D plus Mackie Patolo D. Uh, Rates the, for these guys, Jay. Come on, the Patolo should probably be even lower. He is, he's just not good. I'm taking Charles Bird, and I don't even like Charles Bird, but Patolo, bad, bad resume, bad, bad resume. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. It's bad. All right, uh, more interesting fight, Cody Stamen. And Brian Kelleher, mm-hmm. Brian Kelleher is, I think, the first fighter. Is that right? First fighter who fought during yep. pandemic to fight again? Yep. He fought literally oh. three weeks ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, Hunter Azor uh, KO. He was some nice dog money against the guy that likes the gas. And now he faced another guy uh, as dog money. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, like this one. <laughs> yeah, th- this guy ain't gassing though. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead, man. Look, I I love Kelleher, and that guy's won me some money. Won me some money last time. 
Stamen is gonna fuck him up, man. Like Stamen, Stamen's good. That that yeah, kid's good. legit, man. He he beat fucking uh Yadong. Like he won that fight. That's one of the, that is an atrocious decision. That that was really fucking bad. Yadong's um, still undefeated. I, yeah, I think he is now, right? Because of the draw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Stamen should have should have a win there. And Stamen was actually competitive with Aljo, man, before Aljo uh caught that knee on him. Um, I really like Cody Stamen, man. That that good's a, a that dude's a good fighter. Um if you want a parlay piece for something, I, I think this might be the safest route on the entire card. I, I love Stamen in this fight. Uh he's he's gonna roll. Okay. Um uh, Brett. All right. Uh, who's next? New Sean or Brad or Bradford? New Sean. Yeah, I I think uh, Stamen wins this fight more often than not. Um, I think he's just a better overall skilled fighter. The one problem he has is he doesn't feel like anybody. Brad is like just like floating. He's hunting for ghosts. <laughs> Ultra guys. Uh, yeah, Tark's gonna bite his ass. <laughs> do it, Turk. Do it. Sick him. <laughs> uh, but All yeah, right. um, Stamen doesn't finish anybody, which is kind of scary against a guy like Kelleher. Uh, I thought Kelleher was losing that fight against uh, Azure, but he was able to stick around. Uh, yeah, he was. He finally landed he was. something. So yep. that's definitely a little worrisome. He's he has the the late. He has the ability to stay in there and and still throw with heat into the third round. So. Stamen better be on his P's and Q's. I'll, I'll pick him. I just don't really want to lay that kind of juice. I was kind of I was kind of hoping you were saying his T's and P's, but uh, <laughs> P's and Q's is something else. All right, Brad. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right on board with everybody else here. Uh, this is a, a great fight for for Stamen. Wrestling advantage. Kelleher is a, a guy that is willing to fight from his back. Um, striking advantage goes to Stamen as well, and. Kelleher, as we saw, was getting beaten up by a significantly lesser striker until he gassed. And even then, like, he wasn't landing a ton before he got knocked out there. So uh, I think this is pretty much one-way traffic for Stamen. Kelleher's tough, probably makes it to a decision. Um, so, yeah, not not a lot going on here. Um, Stamen, by decision, is is minus money as well, so... Hard to find a bet unless you just want to throw Stamen in a parlay. Yeah, Kelleher C minus, uh, Stamen C plus. Uh, yeah, the guys are right. Uh, this matchup's like I think is really uh, fits well for Stamen. I also think Kelleher fighting three weeks ago. I'm not sure that's always that's necessarily a good idea. Uh, just kind of quickly getting back in there. But yeah, Stamen. It's not like it was like a, a quick fight or anything too. No, like he took some damage in that true. fight as well. It wasn't a one-minute fight. It wasn't a Greg Hardy knockout type of fight. Now he's back in there. Um, no. Uh, but Stamen, significant wrestling advantage. Uh, again, better striker. Uh, it's hard to see Kelleher winning unless he gets like a, like, like a shock submission. And I, I just see that as being unlikely. Like Stamen really does pretty well, like timing his takedowns. Um, and he, again, he's just, I think he's just a superior fighter across the board, uh, evidenced by the grades. I think this is one of the better parlay pieces on the card. I think it's pretty safe. Um, probably decision victory. Uh, hard to, uh, it's really difficult to see how Kelleher wins two rounds of, of a fight against Damon. It really is. 
So uh, again, Stamen probably one of the safest parlay pieces on the card. Maybe makes sense to parlay with. Uh, just look at the field. I I think there's a I think there's someone else later a little bit later on the card that probably a better piece and you and when you combine them it's 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 it gets your you know it kind of gets you to a nice spot but I'll get to that in a few fights. All right, um, who do we got next? We got uh, Ian Heinish and Meerkat Gerald Meerkat Love Gerald Meershart. All right, Wes. Are you on the Meerkat? You are a Meerkat fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. More more than I am yeah, a, more yeah. more than I am a Heinish fan. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at, at least at least you know what you're gonna you're gonna get out of Meerkat every single time. Uh, he's gonna be a tough out. out. He's gonna stay in the fight. Um, I I think Heinish is um, a lot of the guys he faces. He's a he's a little bit better than man, but he's one of those dudes that. You know, when shit gets tough, man, that guy gasses like every single time. Make it a make it a rough fight. Uh, he'll gas out. Uh, like Sean was uh, was saying about Stamen, he just he doesn't finish fights. He lets guys stay around. So he could usually out wrestle and muscle guys for a round, round and a half. And then if he can't get them out of there, it's a uh, it's bad business. And uh, what what does the what does Meerkat do? And every fight that he that he wins, man. He just stays in there and out tough guys, and uh, I think he's going to do that to Heinish here. So um, I, I like plus money here. So I'll I'll take a little bit of it. All right, new Sean. Yeah, I really like the Meerkat uh, as well. Uh, he's the longer fighter. He's like a five inch reach advantage. He's also a southpaw, which can uh, confuse guys as well when they're not used to fighting them. I just never thought very much of Ian Heinish. He was able to kind of survive against some jujitsu guys uh, that ended up gassing and, and he was able to get some wins. Um, his last two times out did not look great. Uh, I mean, I can forgive the Derek Brunson one just because I think Darren Brunson is pretty pretty decent. That Akhmedov loss is, is not great. He's a, he's a pretty... He's not a very good fighter, that Akhmedov. So... Um, I think Meerkat can can make it a gritty fight, go for takedowns. If he does get taken down himself, throw up subs and and transition and and just do well in this fight. So I got two units Jeez. on him at plus one twelve. I like Meerkat a lot in this one. Just before we touch on that, uh, just doing some reading. Uh, looks like Cody Stamen's younger brother passed away. Yeah. Well, just a, yeah. a, last week, we didn't t- touch on that. Only eighteen years old. Um, certainly a sad situation. Um, I guess in relation to this fight, I guess you really never know ultimately, uh, how that plays out. Um, so certainly take that into account. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, T's and P's for sure. Brad back, back on, back on brand. Uh, Jay Jay was uh, was talking about that, and I was reading our boy Steve's comments in the chat about fucking Heine and Meerkat being for the urinal loss and IQ. Steve, so if you saw me. Scroll, scroll up and look what he said about Gilbert or about uh, fucking Harper Burns <laughs> earlier. Shoes, yeah. <laughs> With the, Dude, <laughs> the shoes. Uh, He's that, a funny cat, man. 
me and him were having some fun in, in your uh, post-fight chat on the weekend too. Yeah. Steve, Steve's a good guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> this fight. Honestly, if I saw this price and the Akhmedov fight didn't happen, I would be all over Heinish here. I'd been like, yeah, you know, you lost to Derek Brunson. Like Derek Brunson's just just better than him, uh, and so I've I've got no problems there. Blue but boots. that's uh, that's a a bit of a troubling fight. But man, it's it's tough though because he's not a dude that gets finished he'll he'll gas and he'll start to give away fights but meerkat's not the type of guy that really wins fights he he loses fights and then he wins moments but he's he's good when he wins those moments at finding openings and actually finishing the fight which not a lot of guys are are great at doing these days so this one uh, i'm i'm really torn on I, I get why the line is basically a pick because I could see, like, I, I think that Heinish is going to win the first round no matter what. And Not then you get it. into that sort of tricky, does he do enough to steal the second round before he completely gasses in the third and loses it? The, is Meerkat able to actually find the opening to finish the fight in the second or the third? Um, so I, I think if you're looking at this fight, uh, and you don't really know what to bet, but you're an absolute degen like myself. Um, you can look at, at like a meerkat round three prop, which is plus thirteen twenty five right now, which is absolutely insane for a dude that all he does is is basically finish dude. So I think that's the only thing I'm going to play here. Put like twenty five bucks on that and. Just sort of just cheer on a dude gassing and uh, a guy finding the opening. So that that's my play here. Honestly, I I don't really have. I think if I had to make a pick, it'd probably be Heinish uh, by decision to, to just hold on. But uh, that that meerkat plus uh, thirteen twenty five in round three is nuts. That that seems a little off. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got Heinish C plus, Meerkat C minus. Um, although I think Heinish is probably the worst C plus fighter I got. So it's probably a, a shade closer than those grades, uh, kind of lay out. Uh, my issue with Meerkat is that he's easily, he can be easily taken down. Like he is sort of, he has some frailties, but he's like pretty good in scrambles and sort of finds himself in like these weird opportunistic situations, which he's been able to capitalize on against kind of lesser fighters, kind of like Kevin Holland. Um, is Heinish a guy you can really uh, trust? No. Trust, no. And that's <laughs> that's an issue with, with, with siding with Heinish, which is why I'm not betting it. But, I mean, I think there's some obvious advantage. He's a much better wrestler than Meerkat. Um, I could see situations where he could have Meerkat down on the ground for significant periods of time. He hits way harder than Meerkat does. Um, but... I mean, again, Meerkat has shown that he's capable of, of winning its, winning scrambles and finding opportunities, and and he has shown he can finish fights. So he's uh, definitely not a guy you like to bet against. Um, so so why do it? So uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to sit back, watch, pick Heinish, and, and we'll see what happens. Play a crazy right. prop with me, Jay. Do it. What's up? Play a crazy prop with me. Do it. <laughs> Think about it. Alice Caceres, Blue Free Laura versus Chase Hooper. 
Hoop. Hooper Scooper. Go ahead, John. This line is fucking ballooned. Holy shit. I got uh, Hooper at minus 110. I just played it for wow. a minute. Great price. Yeah, yeah, it is. I just looked and it is now minus one. What the hell is it? Minus I'd have been 200 earlier. Minus yeah. 175 is the lowest that I see anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's That's a lot. That's pretty yeah, high. That's, deserved. That's, that's a little out of the range, though, I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, definitely wouldn't bet him at this price. Uh, this is kind of just a small play. Um, Caceres likes to get subbed, and, and Hooper's pretty damn good on the ground. Um, I was pretty surprised by Caceres winning his last fight. I thought Peterson was better than him at this point, and he easily won that fight. So uh, Bruce Leroy is kind of just a crapshoot who's how he's going to show up that day. But I, I think Hooper's pretty decent, and he's young and he's probably making pretty big strides. So I, I at that price, I had to take him. So. But I would not touch it minus one eighty five or whatever the fuck it is now. Uh, Brett or uh, Wes rather? Yeah, um, at at around even money or something like that, I'd have probably taken a, a little shot um, on Hooper. Um, the line going up. I mean, it's not going into the category that. Seeing the seeing um, Caceres' last fight is making me consider taking a little bit of Caceres if it keeps going up, just because I did bet Steve Peterson that fight, and uh, Caceres is usually a head case, like Sean said. You don't know what you're going to get, but fuck, uh, he looked pretty fucking good in that fight. I I think that version of Caceres is a is a tough fight for Hooper. I, I do favor Hooper. I just think he's 20 years old and. A lot, almost every one of his next few fights is going to be the biggest fight of his life every single time. So, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of pressure. And just we've seen good Caceres recently. I think good Caceres is a tough out for him. Uh, man, I, I'm not I'm not betting anything on it at this point. But um, if Caceres gets up to two to one or something like that, I'm I'm going to probably have to sprinkle just a little bit. I just think that would be a little – a little too high for a 20 year old kid. I think's good, but he's still a 20 year old kid. That's that doesn't have many big fights, but um, I'm going to pick Hooper, um, but I'm going to watch the line for sure. No betters right now. Okay. Uh, I got Hooper C minus Caceres. What about Brad? Oh, sorry. On, Jay. Oh. What are we doing here? <laughs> Getting excited to talk about it. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> I, 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 Brad doesn't know who Hooper is, so I, I don't. Um, so this is a, a weird fight to me because I see that he's got one like moderately recognizable name on his record, and he beat the guy up pretty quickly. But that guy, I, I recognize the name because his brother's half decent and he yeah. sucks. Um, so that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Uh, and then you've got Caseras who. As much as he's got faults and puts himself in shitty spots in fights and he's prone to getting subbed and all that sort of stuff, uh, occasionally he'll take those risks and they'll, they'll pay off for him. And maybe against a, a 20-year-old guy who doesn't have a lot of experience against decent fighters, that could be a time where one of those risks pays off. So, uh, 
you know, Caceres, if I got the price that Nushan got, I would absolutely just basically on site fade Caceres. Um, but looking at the way everything is playing out in this fight, um, you know, I could I could see Caceres maybe catching something, maybe catching a little uh, a little sub at plus two thousand. Jesus, no, God damn. <laughs> I'm glad Brad, Brad's back doing the show consistently because we're we're gonna hit us one of these watch because I'm betting these are all of them. Stupid props. I know I'm betting all of them. Every time you say this, it's <laughs> I'm gonna be betting all of them. Uh, uh, Caceres D plus Hooper C minus, uh, Cooper only 20 years old. Uh, may, he's gotta be, if not the youngest, like one of the three youngest fighters currently in the UFC. Yeah. I think he's got real talent. Um, uh, I mean, he's super long for this weight class is six foot one. Uh, he's going to be like Caceres is usually one of the longer guys, um, when he fights, but like Hooper's like is super long. Lanky for this weight class. I think again. Think he's got real talent. Interesting submission game. Uh, I like him here. Uh, I think the price is warranted. I think there's a reason why it ballooned. Um, should be even over two to one. Um, so a little bit of value, but not a ton. Like minus two fifteen. Uh, probably like proper proper lining for this fight. Uh, we'll see what happens to Hooper in the future, but this should be a good opportunity to get a W. All right, main card. Uh, Pay-per-view main card starts off with a banger. Should be as good for as long as it lasts. O'Malley, uh, Snoop Dogg's favorite fighter, taking on, you know, good old Eddie Wineland, uh, who keep, continues to come back from, like, supposed retirements. Never usually bodes well long-term. All right, Wes, mm-hmm. how long does this fight last? <sighs> I don't know. Last 15, I, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I'm... I just, I, we're talking about, you know, first round stuff. Uh, you know, uh, O'Malley's got, he got that, that first round finish, um, his, his last time out. But, uh, I mean, he's been decision mostly since, since coming up USC. Um, I, I like O'Malley here. Um, I just, I'm not sure what to think of, of Wineland at this point, you know, 35 years old. I, I know he did win last time out. Um, I believe he caught a knockout, but man, he, he didn't look great up until yeah, that point. He didn't look oh, great. Yeah. He didn't look great the, before that fight whatsoever. 35 years old. I, I think O'Malley's pretty good. I think he can be pretty good. Um, probably gets a, gets a finish at, at some point here. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not positive though. Um, I do not want to lay close to minus 500 on a guy this young though. I just, I, I can't. I can't do that. So, um, not sure. I, I don't have a bet on this fight yet. O'Malley's definitely going to be the pick. Uh, like Brad said, I'm I'm a DJ too, so I'll I'll probably look for some sort of prop uh, before the card. Uh, but nothing as of yet. O'Malley, the pick. I, I can't lay minus five hundred here. Okay, new Sean. Well, I hope it goes fifteen minutes because I took Bo's decision at plus two forty. Uh, not bad. On no. that. That was a pretty high number, I thought. Uh, Wineland, I mean, he does lose, but for the most part, he, he's pretty tough in there, and he's able to to weather the storm. Uh, man, that Quinones fight last time out, like, did he just freeze up? Because he just let O'Malley just run him over it with little resistance. Uh, I think Wineland will be a little more resistant. Um, I think O'Malley probably gets a decision here. 
um, or a late finish. So uh, I, I like the goes decision prop that I took, and I'll uh, pick O'Malley. But yeah, it's it's tough to lay mine almost minus five hundred on a guy like that. Like yeah, he should win, but I think there's better spots on this card. Uh, Bradford. Yeah, I, I, I missed a, a little bit of what Wes said there, but uh, I think this fight definitely has a, a little bit of legs to it. Um, when I pulled this up and I saw that the over was one and a half, I was a little confused there. Uh, I'm definitely what? willing to, yeah, uh, over one and a half minus one fifty. Uh... Nope. Oh fuck! I gotta yeah. get my ass checked. <laughs> um, so that that line that Sean played, uh, the ghost decision plus two forty, I think you said. Um, yeah. That's a, a pretty solid play, but I like the over one and a half here at minus one fifty. I, I don't think that like O'Malley's fine. He's got some hype behind him because of his look and his attitude and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think this kid's a world beater. Um, Not yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 might be, but not yet. Exactly. So uh, I think that, that Wineland's tricky enough that he's probably going to give him some trouble here. Um, and honestly, before, I, you know, you know me, I, I always look at the, the nutso props because uh, that's what I want to win. and uh, want to hit those big tickets. Um, and I end up putting a little bit on, on Wineland decision at plus 1050 uh, in this one. Uh, I think it's down at like 800 now. Uh, I honestly don't think it, it's going to happen. The the pick here is going to be O'Malley by decision, but over one and a half in this fight kind of seems crazy to me. So I'm I'm definitely playing that a little bit, but I think O'Malley's probably going to eke out the decision. Not even eke out the decision. It, it's probably going to be relatively clear, um, but I, I think it's going to be a, a lengthy fight. I got O'Malley C, Wineland C minus. Um, just a couple of statistics. Uh, O'Malley three inches longer reach, four inches taller, uh, 10 inches or 10 years younger. And the big one is strikes landed. O'Malley lands roughly twice as many strikes per minute than, than Wineland does. I mean, people think of Wineland as a striker, a boxer, but, uh, and he is. Um, but he doesn't throw the volume that O'Malley does. That's just the reality of it. O'Malley is, has been accurate so far um, in his UFC career, uh, and the and maybe O'Malley could be vulnerable on the map. But Wineland only averages point less than like like one takedown every forty five minutes. Like there's, Wineland's not taking he doesn't he, he's not a wrestler. He doesn't go for takedowns, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna struggle then. I just think O'Malley's gonna have too much volume. Um, and he, he's longer, bigger, and, and way younger. I think that's dangerous. Um, I think Wyland's gonna get KO'd, honestly. Um, he's been, he's broken his jaw how many times now? Like at least twice. Uh, he's, uh, I think this is a bad situation. He's facing an accurate, uh, strike heavy fighter. So I think O'Malley gets to win and gets to KO. Um, it could be, jaws now, Jay. But it could be over one and a half rounds, though. We just, we're just going to have to wait and see. So, anyway, we got a, a few fights left on the main card. This one's going to be uh, a fun one, I feel. Neil Magny, Mr. Consistent, taking on Kayla Harrison's boy, Anthony Rocco Martin. Rocco's moder- Martin life, right, Brad? 
the funny man. Mm-hmm. Tell me a joke, funny man. Rocco. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wes, thoughts on on this one? Walter Waite matchup. Look, I, I I might end up being completely wrong here. Uh, I am a lot, but I I don't I don't I'm not sure how really competitive this fight is. Like, not saying that I, I think I'm I'm picking Magny here, but not not saying I think Magny's gonna truck him. I just think Magny can get this fight into a spot that um, he can dominate it. Uh, he I think he's gonna get takedowns here, and I think. Uh, he'll get takedowns on a guy that gets taken down a lot. Um, and he's just, he, he's a really good fighter on top, man. Um, over like the past three years or so, Magni's only lost to Dosanos and, um, Pontumbo. Like that's the, that's the only guys he's lost to. His, his last time, his last fight out against Jangalang might have been the best performance he's ever had, man. Like he's, he's really good right now at 32 years old. Um, I'm just, I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of Tony Martin either. I think he's okay in a lot of areas, but, um, he's, he's got some flaws where Magny's really good, man. Uh, Magny's really good at getting takedowns, really good at using his size and his, and his length. And I think he does that here. Um, I'm, I'm betting Magny, I'm betting Magny pretty big. This is one of my favorite bets on the entire card. So yeah, Magny all day for me here. Okay. Uh, new Sean. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Wes says. I, I really like Magni here. Uh, he's got a seven-inch reach advantage, three-inch height advantage, and he actually uses his length pretty well in in most fights. Like Wes said, he he really only loses to kind of the upper echelon guys, the top you know seven uh, guys in the weight class. I don't think Tony Martin is is the top seven. Uh, he looked okay against Ramazan Amiv last time, but that guy doesn't really do much. Magny is a, is a workhorse. He he throws a decent amount of volume, and and like Wes says, he he does go for takedowns. And uh, I think I think he'll get him against uh, Tony Martin, and he'll be able to get a decision. So I took him at minus one forty for two units. Okay, Brad. Yeah, Tony Martin has moments where he looks like a pretty good fighter. Um, all, like going back to all the way back to his UFC debut. Uh, you know, I, I think that was against uh, one of Jay's Russian boys and like, he, he looked pretty good in, in the first round. Uh, I want to say that was she like, uh, Madoff. Yeah, little, little Madoff. Yeah. I was going to say Ruslan, but uh, I appreciate the, the fact check there. Um, yeah. Looked good for a round in that fight and then lost. And he's had other times in his career where he's looked good for a round and then lost. Uh, and he's never really looked good against the caliber of fighter that Neil Magny is. He'll have his moments. You know, if Demi and Maya gasses or something like that, he'll be able to do some shit against them. But Neil Magny's not going to gas in this fight. Uh, these guys are going to... On the outside, Magny's got the reach advantage. As Wes said, pretty good at using it. You know, he he doesn't have classic uh, tall guy defense or anything like that. He, he's not going to get knocked out by an overhand right or or nothing crazy. Um, so at at distance, he's fine. When they close in and, and get into the clinch, uh, 
Magni's going to have a huge advantage. He's going to be able to, to body lock him, get takedowns. And the the funny man fucking thinks that he's actually capable of subbing guys from his back in 2020 in top 10 fights uh, in MMA. And it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, so if Magni gets on top, he, he's going to do some work here. Uh, funny man, it's not going to be so funny when it hits round two and round three and he starts to get a little tired in this fight. And uh, I, I quite like Neil Magny in this one as well. So I've got a, a decent-sized bet on him. Um, at this point, uh, I've got a unit and a half. Uh, that minus 135 is pretty tempting to add some more. You see uh, Steve in the chat saying that Tony Martin's got the charisma of a W9 for him. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty <laughs> nice little tax joke. Uh, <laughs> those Canadians get that one. I think you missed half of our uh, our podcast with that one. <laughs> That's okay. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, uh, new Sean. Uh, no, you're you're already good. Yeah. So the three. All right. So I guess we're gonna make it a consensus. Uh, I got I got Magni C plus Tony Martin a C. Um, I mean Tony Martin's I think definitely improved. I think definitely more confident now that he's hanging out with Kayla all the time. I guess he's into the gold medals. <laughs> I, I I think that's part of it for sure. Uh, seems to be comfortable at at welterweight. Certainly he's been he's one of those guys who's found a way to move up a weight class and has become a better fighter. I guess Gilbert Burns is another. Um, there's been a, there's been several um, who at this point have moved up a weight class and have gotten better. I guess maybe Kelvin Gastelum's another guy as well. So, but the thing is, in this fight, um, he's kind of outgunned here. I feel he's facing a guy who's throws more throws more volume, gets hit less. He's uh, Magny's longer, uh, taller, and is a better wrestler than Magny uh, than Martin. I feel like though that this fight could end up being a lot on the cage and Magny's going to push him against the cage. I think he's stronger than Tony Martin and it's going to be a lot of Magny on the outside. Martin pushed up against the cage and kind of like Magny kind of doing Magny stuff. Exactly. Magny, he's going to Magny him a mm-hmm. uh, little, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be like heavy shots, but it's going to be just, he's going to win by volume. And that'd be enough to win a decision. Maybe 29, 28. I could see that being, you know, you know, a pretty, uh, straight score across the board. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Magni so, Medov? what's up? Yeah. Magni Medov? Magni yeah. Medov. We're going to be magnetized. <laughs> magnetize the demons. That's right. All right. Uh, Magni, uh, that is the MMA analysis consensus bet of the week. Neil Magni. Medoff, gonna magnetize our listeners, magnetize the viewers on Saturday night at UFC 250. New Sean, what's the price? Minus 135. Minus 135. We're going for two in a row. We win this week, and then we win the next card. That's what we call a winning streak. No shitty Shevchenko parlays. Yep. <laughs> Not happening. All right, dude. She was supposed to win 82 percent of the time in that fight. <laughs> I. I I saw somebody. They Where'd said you get they that? Did, how, how, how'd you come up with that number? You look at it. Is that Bowmath? Is that Ben Math? Is that Dog Ben's Math? Ben's on a heater, Jay. What about, dog, what about Doggy Math? <laughs> That's a bit tougher. 
You need the calculator for that shit. I need calculator for that. Move the decimal place over. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Uh, now we get to the real, to the real, real part of the card. Uh, two excellent bantamweight matchups back to back. We got Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sandhagen. Because they're in the wrong order. I, in terms of like the, the, the real purpose. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, but I guess it doesn't matter. Also, we, there, it's it's awesome. We're getting it's going to be a good hour uh, of combat sports. Uh, but yeah, this is a big fight, um, an important fight in the bantamweight division between Number two guys contender. who have not fought for the title before. And yeah, you're right; the winner probably should be the number one contender. So, Wes, start us off. Yeah, this is a uh, this is fantastic, man. Uh, what a what a fight. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure most know. Listen to me. How how much of a uh, an Aljo stand that I am. I, I have been for a few years now. Um, it, it's probably gonna have some bias in my my pick. I, I would think. Um, although I, I really like Sanhagen, I, I think we all do. Um, I think this fight it, it, it is really close, but. Um, uh, the first thing, you know, when you're splitting hairs on, on these kind of fights, um, I think you got to look at level of competition and stuff. Um, I think Aljo has absolutely fought the better competition at this point. Um, think arguably the best guy that Sanhagen fought, he probably lost to and got a, a pretty good decision to go his way. Uh, but I think Lineker beat him. So in the biggest fight of his life, he, he performed well. Don't get me wrong. He performed well enough to, to get a, get a, a greasy decision to go his way. Um, uh, then just, I mean, as far, as far as the fight goes, um, I think this probably ends up a, a kickboxing match. Uh, most of these fights do when you have two good guys that have really good takedown defense and stuff. Um, I just think Sanhagen does a, I don't know. It, it's just a lot of wasted stuff, man. He, he throws a lot of stuff. He's flashy, but it's just a lot of stuff that's just showy that doesn't do a lot. And Aljo, when he throws, he fucking lands, man. He throws massive leg kicks. He throws massive uh, kicks to the body. Um, Sanhagen's hands are probably better, but I think Aljo's all-around striking game is probably just a tiny bit better. Uh, it, it's a really close fight. I, I just think if, if Aljo keeps this at a tiny bit of distance – uses his kicks well, he's going to land the bigger, harder strikes, and he'll eke out a decision here. Um, I'm betting Aljo because I bet Aljo every time out. Um, pro- probably shouldn't. It's probably one I should I should just pass on and watch. Uh, but I like Aljo here, and I think Aljo is going to have that belt very, very soon. I think he's the best guy in division. I love Better Sanhagen. than Peter Young? Yep. I, I, I don't – I mean, not necessarily – here we go. Not necessarily better. I just think he has a style that can beat all of those guys. If he if he has the right game plan in the fight, um, I like Jan better than Sanhagen. I think Peter Jan is the is the second best guy in the division, in, in my opinion. Um, Aljo's just got a style that can can beat all those guys. And then we for, forget that Aljo's a a really good wrestler and is I believe he's a a black belt under Sarah. Like that guy is good everywhere, man. He's really fucking good. I think he's going to have that that belt very soon. New Sean. 
Yeah, Aljo's definitely kind of putting it together finally. Uh, he was pretty hyped up coming into the UFC. And yeah, he was. Some tough Little John Jones. People compared him to John. And He's in the best shape of his life, too. He's in the best shape of his life. That dude looks absolutely fucking ripped right now. Yeah. Um, so he did have a couple losses there where, or some close fights, you know, he, he fought Caraway to a, a split decision when Caraway was pretty good. Uh, and Asunsa was a, was a tough guy to, to look good against, uh, back in 2017. And a lot of people thought he won that fight anyway. Um, he just seems to be putting it together. Um, I think one thing he can take. I think he can take down Sandhagen. I don't think he can keep him there just because of how Sandhagen can scramble. Um, but that is something nice that's in your back pocket in case, you know, it's starting to get crazy in there. Take him down even if he scrambles just to kind of stop the the madness on the feet or or just to kind of clinch the, the later part of a round. It's it's probably a, a nice thing to have there. So uh, I, I don't think Aljo is able to keep him down there, but it's it's a nice thing to have in his back pocket. Um, Sandhagen's awesome on the feet. He can switch up his stances. He throws very unorthodox stuff. So, uh, I think this is a close, close fight, but I would give Valjo the, the edge. I haven't bet him yet, but I'm kind of looking at possibly placing a, a wager. It's, it's, dropping. it's like, it's like minus one, one ten right now. Just a small play. All right, Bradford. Yeah. I've, I've been back and forth on this one. Basically whenever I've been looking at the line, which has been since the last card ended. So not not super long, but this is a, a tricky fight for me because I, I agree with what Wes is saying that if Aljo's able to keep it on the outside, he's got the better kicking game. Um, do we know if this card is going to be in the bigger cage? Small Are they cage. Moving? Is that the apex? Small cage. Small, small cage again. Yeah. I, I think... The thing that makes it really tricky for me is that uh, even without knowing that it was in the small cage, uh, eventually Sandhagen's a good enough striker that he's going to be able to close that distance and get inside of that kicking range a little bit of Aljo's. Uh, and his volume is just so much higher than, than Aljo's when they're on the feet. Um, like I said, Aljo's got the, the advantage when they're on the outside. He's got a great kicking game. Um, but once Sanhagen is able to sort of break that distance and, and get inside, he's just going to stay on him all the time. And that's where it gets tricky for me because uh, Aljo's definitely the better wrestler. And Sanhagen's one of those guys that doesn't really care if he gets taken down because he's good at scrambling back to his feet. But Aljo's a, a significantly better grappler, I, I think, once they hit the mat. So maybe he is able to, to hold him there a little bit. Um, so I, I really don't know which way to go. Uh, if, if Aljo really embraces his wrestling in this one, uh, and as Wes said, he looks like he's in great shape. It, it seems like he can probably go and just push like a, a really hard pace with his grappling. Uh, I think that he could probably win a, a pretty easy decision that way. But if he decides that he just wants to, to play striker and play kickboxer here, I could see Sandhagen's volume and, and everything winning over the judges in this one. So I'm going to stay away from it as far as a bet goes. Um, unless maybe I, I look at like a decision or an over, which I haven't really considered because I, I figured they'd kind of be out of my price range uh, in this one. I'm just going to sit back and watch this one because this should be a great fight. Yep. Yeah, I got both guys in A minus. Uh, I don't need to say much because Brad kind of nailed it. Um, this is a tough fight to call. Um, I think both, I think both guys have an advantage in one place. Uh, 
It's just a matter of really how much each is able to kind of capitalize and get the time in those spaces to where they have the advantage. I mean, there's a huge volume advantage for Sanhagen. He throws a lot more. If it becomes a numbers game, Sanhagen's going to win the fight. If it becomes a top control situation, then then Sterling's going to win this fight. Uh, and it's hard to tell which kind of way it's going to go. Um, I like both these guys. I think they're both they're both really good. I've I've faded Sanhagen in the past and lost on it. Um, not going to do it again. Um, I like Sterling, and but uh, I don't want to. I don't. I really don't want my money on it. I'm going to sit back and watch it. I think it's again really good fight. We're going to learn a lot about both guys and uh, where they sit after this. So um, should be should be really fun. Co-main event also in the bantamweight division, as we discussed, probably should be the middle fight on the pay per view and not the co-main, but um, it does feature a former champion. The Cody Garbrandt back from Knockout City, taking on the boys. Hopel <laughs> with the boys. Counter Striker versus Knockout Striker. Wes, who's going to get the nod here? Oh man, it, you, you gotta go. You gotta go with fucking meat brains here, man. Um, <laughs> it's so begrudging. So begrudging. <laughs> Look, I, I think we're, we probably all break us down the same. Uh, you know, a, a Sun's out been, been good for so long, but it, he's, he's just getting towards that, that age of, uh, in, in this weight class, man, that, uh, he's, he's going to slow down. And, uh, the main thing is I just, I just don't think he's got the punching power, um, enough to, to hope to, to hurt, uh, Cody. Um, now saying that, man, he he could smack Cody hard and probably turn him into an idiot. Like it, you just you never you never know with that guy. Um, just figure at a line like this, I think um, Cody's taking the time off. Um, if he if he doesn't go stupid like he does in fights and gets knocked the fuck out, uh, he's got his hand speed and punching power are levels uh, above a Sunsales here. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Cody takes him out. I really wouldn't. So um, I, I like Galbrand here, man. I, I just think um, there's there's question marks in certain areas, but man, when you're getting um, a striker like Galbrand um, against an aging guy like this at this price, you almost have to take a little shot on it. All right, new Sean. I think this is a setup fight. Uh, I think the UFC wanted Garbrandt in the main event because they think he's marketable. He has kind of headlined some pay-per-views and co-mated some pay-per-views and he's still 28 years old. So I think they, they, they think there's still something there and, and the sun sells 38, man. He is, he's getting old. Uh, he's coming off uh, a couple pretty rough fights. Um, I'm, I'm completely aware that I'm putting my money on an absolute <laughs> meathead who might go. Yep. At the flick of a light switch, if he gets hit hard and goes zombie mode, then he could get knocked out. But a Sun Sal really isn't that guy. Like he he has good striking, but I don't think it's at the level where it's it's going to be able to clip Cody and, and smash him. Uh, a Sun Sal relies a decent amount on on takedowns to kind of stamp rounds and stuff like that. He's not going to be able to do that against Cody. He has such good takedown defense. Um, Garbrandt moved and did his camp at with Mark Henry in, in New Jersey. 
So at least he's oh, not just sitting not and staying. staying. Get him out of here. Not <laughs> staying in in at an alpha male and just going through the, the just going through the cycle. He actually like moved and tried to get better. So I think that's going to pay off in this fight. He's going to be a little more composed and and he's just the faster, better fighter. Um, there is that chance with his chin, but I, I don't think Hassan Sal's the guys who's going to be able to, to tag it. So I got two units on Garbrand at minus 143. I, I think he's going to style on Hassan Sal. Not much more to say than that. Brad? Yeah, as much as none of us trust Garbrand at all in this fight. We all got it. <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily in this fight. Uh, as much as we just don't trust Garbrand at all because, as we said, he's fucking applesauce brain meathead. Um, we were... Yeah. Before the show, we were very seriously considering making him our... Not to spoil Jay's breakdown or anything. We were very seriously considering making him the consensus bet. Uh, um, but like it, it's Cody Garbrandt, so you don't know that he, he might not get clipped with something and just absolutely shut off and do the stupidest thing imaginable and just end up losing the fight. But as far as breaking down the fight goes, yeah, Sunset was a tough guy to look good against, but Garbrandt's a more technical striker. Sunset is a hundred percent. Uh, a counter striker. He's just going to wait for you to come to him and, and do your thing. And he's going to try and, and work off it. And I, I don't think that's going to be super effective against Garbrandt. Uh, he's the type of guy where if you push the pace on him a little bit, he's going to give you openings, but he's a good enough technical striker that if you just sit back and let him do his thing, he's, he should be able to pick you apart. And I think that's kind of what happens in this fight. Maybe he gets them out of there. Asun Sao has always been a tough guy to, to get rid of. Um, but I think Garbrandt just wins this fight pretty clearly. And uh, I've got a little bet on him as well. Uh, just one unit for me. I got both guys to be. Um, yeah, like like Brad mentioned, Asun uh, Sao, classic counter-striker. Garbrandt, Golden Gloves, um, trained boxer. Uh, you know, really, really fast hands. I mean, he, we saw how he made Dominic Cruz look silly, uh, when they fought. So the speed is certainly a big advantage here. Um, uh, I mean, when Garbrandt struggled when other guys were able to kind of come at him, but, but now that he's going to, that, that, uh, a Sun Sao is going to be waiting for him. I think that really plays in the Cody's hands. I think this is like the type of fight where he can kind of be the predator and, um, it's going to work to his advantage and, and to get the result. With that said, it's hard to trust any fighter who's been knocked out their last three times, even though he's 10 years younger. Um, smaller weight classes, I usually feel that young, like there's the, you got you, you always got to even go younger just because of the speed. Speed is so huge in these sub 145 weight classes. And, um, Garbrandt really has that here. Um, he really should win this time and time again, but. It's Cody Garbrandt, and he's a meathead, and he does dumb things. So we'll see what happens. Main event, Manny Nunez defending the title for the umpteenth time, taking on fake Canadian. Fake Canadian. God this damn it. Canadian, Canadian pound for pound number one. Is this, like the, is this like the Greg Ruzetsky of, like, Canadian MMA? Is this what this is? Like, sort, you sort of claim it, but you don't. 
This is this claim don't, claim don't claim it. She's from Florida. She's a Florida woman. Uh, yeah. Why does she have the Canadian flag next to her name? Is, it, is this because the, the UFC this? are trying to market any fucking gimmick to get somebody? Claim her. You're telling me that your fellow that the MMA journos of Canada are, have not claimed her as their own. This is the Mick David, the Mick Goat of of, MM, of Canadian MMA. Like, they, I, they, I, wow, <laughs> wow, she is. Not she's, <laughs> she's she not was born in Montreal and lived in Florida since she was like a young, young age. Sounds like she's from Florida. <laughs> how young? How Canada. young? We talking about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was like, like in her like four or five or something like that. Well, she she's already, she's like, already she she's been converted. Especially she's lived in Florida. She's already been converted. There's, yeah. there's no way she's Canadian. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like <laughs> I understand. There's there's no up and coming. You know, big name Canadians. What about the Jordan brothers? The Laramie, the Laramie brothers. I thought they were like the Laramie brothers, the Jordan brothers. They're fighting on two on two tag matches, brothers and brothers. <laughs> Canada has nothing right now. I mean, Jordan, TKO, TKO Jordan, Jordan's fighting next week. That'll be a, a one of the highlights of that fight card because the rest is damn near trash. Charles um, Jordan. Charles Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, there's Jordan. nothing. Chucky. Sharps. Sharps. Oh, and, and Canada's oh, sorry, a, a decent sorry. market for for the UFC, so they want to try to get us uh, anyway. How? But I, I see through their bullshit. She's she's from Florida. She ain't no Canadian. And she's gonna get her ass. <laughs> by the, You're the only one. Who that that maybe maybe Brad. Brad knows what's up. You're telling me MMA journalist community. The MMA journalist community, you know, the certain TSN individuals haven't claimed her as as their own yet. <laughs> he may have. No, no. He does not our, speak to the rest of us. Our boy has more journalistic integrity. Integrity than that, huh? Than that. <laughs> well, we have other we have other uh, Canadian journalist friends who do not have as much journalistic integrity. I would I certainly mean, claim her as their own. There, there's a guy over at ESPN that would claim her and any other fucking person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, he <laughs> does. That's true. He yeah. yeah, he does. That's <laughs> a good point. Well, like, he thinks that Felicia Spencer and the Tampa Bay Lightning are both from Canada, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a fan since childhood. I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> It was still great seeing him tear up when the Nats won, and he couldn't claim that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, Wes, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> How long does this fight last? Seriously, we can make this quick, man. Um, Nunez. I, I like uh, uh, TKO. Um, I'm going to put a little money on that inside the distance, I believe is minus 170 or so. That's, that's playable. She's going to end her uh, first round, second round, maybe, maybe she makes it, maybe she's tough enough to get to the second round. I mean, she went, uh, didn't she go three with cyborg? So, um, may, maybe she gets a couple rounds. Um, Nunez, she'll get her out of there eventually. I mean, this is, come on, dude. It's a pay-per-view main event. Like seriously, I, I would get, even if you put, I could understand if it's Cyborg running it back with her, you know, but come on, man. The, this is this is atrocious. Uh, Nunez by destruction. We know what's going to happen. Sean. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, Nunez might just win a decision and, and everyone's going to cry. Five rounds? Um, I don't. It's, I hear, it's gonna be I hard. hear you, man. 
I, I I just cannot see Spencer staying on the bottom or on the feet with her for 25 minutes. I mean, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Like, I mean, Spencer did take some shit from Cyborg, but uh, I don't know. I Spencer is getting all this hype, and I, I just don't get it. Fucking Rogan was just absolutely. She he swears that she won that fight against Cyborg, even she <laughs> even though she got fucking. Outstruck three to one. Like I, I did He's not gone. get the calling in that fight. That was not a close fight, and and people pumped up uh, Spencer from it. And I, you, you survived. That's what you did. You didn't look absolutely horrible, and you survived against Cyborg. Um, the other two chicks that she's fought in the UFC are are basically virgins on the ground. So I, I think she's gonna have a tough time against Nunes. Nunes is gonna tee off on her, uh, and. Uh, hopefully she gets a finish early on because I think that would be a good. Uh, we don't want to see this go twenty five minutes at this time of uh, the night. Bradford, oh, oh um, my bad. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear your thunder. I'm just trying to wait, and I hope that Wes announces whether or not he's doing a post fight show before this fight starts. Because that that's probably the only thing that'll that's the only thing that's going to keep me up through this. Because oh, it's going to be twelve thirty by the time this starts, and I don't give a fuck. Like I, I whoever wins this, I don't. Amanda Nunes, yes, she's the the greatest female fighter of all time. I don't care. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to throw a couple bucks on Felicia Spencer by decision just because I want to see absolute chaos rain yeah. down uh, in, in MMA land and see the, the tears and uh, of what would happen if she wins and how terrible it would be for the UFC. And, you know, she'd be a Canadian national hero. Tears for fear. Then we might actually uh, accept her as Canadian no. if she, if she wins the fight. I honestly <laughs> don't care. She's for however long the fight lasts, she's probably going to get back up to the cage and get pieced up like she did in Cyborg. And it's just a matter of if she's got enough chin for her to last or if Cyborg puts her away or it's not, not Cyborg. I meant a new puts her away. Puts her away. All right, Spencer B plus Nunez A plus plus. Uh, I mean, could Spencer get a takedown in this fight? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Steve, <shit. laughs> they wait until it gets to round round three or round four. She's going to take over. I'm telling you, Nunez, Nunez is going to get tired punching yeah. her all that. Uh, she's going to get. She better hope she gets some ten eights in round one and round two because she's going to lose three, four, and five. Felicia Spencer by decision, baby. Oh. She's planning to squeeze. Gross. She's planning to squeeze the oranges. It's not going to work, you know. I mean that that Florida oranges, you know. Oh man, she better be on that Florida meth, like a lot of it. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, it, it, I mean, Nunez is such an advantage on the feet. It's it's not even. It's night and day. Uh, Nunez, Nunez has like dynamite in her hands for, for women's MMA. If she lands clean, she's going to hurt Spencer and it's only going to be a matter of time. Uh, her, her on the mat is that wide of a difference too. Like, yeah, but Nunez, I mean, Spencer could get top control though. And then we'll see what happens. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Nunez is going to win. Uh, it's hard to see how she doesn't. Let's move on from this. 
I've had enough. <laughs> Did you like that, Wes? <laughs> yeah, I've got. I'm I'm through one full already. <laughs> hey, uh, good. Uh, next next week, there's four women's fights, so we. Wait, dude, that's what I. That, break that's what down. I. That's what I clicked over to and was like, oh, my God. That's the main event. I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Uh, We might not break down any of the the women's fights and just get Jerry on here to tell us about his wonderful trip to Atlanta. I think that would be more enjoyable than breaking down the four women's fights. How just guys got like pictures of Dana like doing uh a radia uh fucking uh gotta have a belt around his fucking neck like just straight jacking it to some gay porn or something with a belt around his neck. I don't know. She's got, she's got something on this dude. Yeah, with Dakota, like them hanging out, you know, just chilling. No, just him uh, watching it. <laughs> <laughs> something, man, because how the fuck are we still here with Jessica? She's made of them cards. Wes, this is this is as high profile as it gets at women's flyweight without it being a title fight. I don't know what oh. you want. Like if you don't make this a main event, you yeah. can't complain yeah. on any of this shit being buried on the prelims. I think it's very possible. What I want before that card happens is COVID. So maybe I'm in a hospital ventilator. Nushon, your mission is to see if Calvillo has been training at a garage. So. Don't care. She's not an alpha male. Who cares? We're getting that Atlanta Jerry story. That's what's going to be exciting about next yeah. week's card because that is a yeah. dumpster. You've already player. heard it. That's you already know, know the, the story. Fans have it. We the know the story. Heard it. <laughs> this story. This story might be even we don't more need him coming on sharing incredible people. than the Nashville story, honestly, because <laughs> to hear how a grown man lives on his own. <laughs> Uh, we might need to do a whole PowerPoint presentation, slides and everything. <laughs> slides. Yeah. Like slides He's, on this podcast. Jerry's got like fucking some fucking JFK fucking crime scene <laughs> photo. Got the Zach Ruder film. <laughs> yeah, he's got the scenes, bro. Believe me, that oh, story man. is is much better than a breakdown between Melissa De- Melissa Gatto versus Maria Agapova. I don't know what you're talking about. You just uh, exactly. you said syllables. Hey, dude, I think I've seriously never heard of either one of them. Scott Brown is I, asking, I who did Calvillo do to get a main event after a draw missing weight? I think we already know the yeah. answer to that. The answer is Dana. And yes. Dana also has <laughs> fucking sketchy photos that fucking I has on her. Come on, Scott. What kind of question is that? You know the answer. You don't need to ask us. This is clear as day. <laughs> man. We should boycott I mean, that card. Uh, how many, I mean, seriously, how many times? Uh, I, I'm it's not obvious. even. Obvious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up before I get myself in trouble. So, like, legitimately, legitimately um, out of the eight women that are competing on that card, <laughs> I have not heard of five of them. The only other I one will, you've heard of is Lipsy, right? I, I've heard of Lipsy. I've never seen her there fight, oh, yeah. but I've heard of her. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But I have legitimately not heard of the other five of them. I've heard of okay. I've heard of five of them. I don't know three of them. One, two. I don't three. know. I don't know the cat. There's there's three that I seriously yeah. don't know, and I know like every fighter. Like I'm that fucked up. I usually not know about every sign. fighter. There's not three that I, that I've literally never ever heard. Yeah, of. Yeah, I'm, I'm West. We're on the same page. 
But at least we'll hopefully have a, a good two of them are in the same fight. Week. I mean, this um, is... But let's be serious, though. Ryan Benoit and Tyson Nam is a oh. great MFC fight in, like, 2012. Yeah, I mean, that might, have, that might have been for the belt. That hey, might have been for the belt. Brad, don't, don't, don't hate. You are in for the long haul. Oh, fuck. Look, we got, we got two guys that a guy on this card beat in his last two fights are fighting each other. That's okay. There's zero percent chance that Lance comes on the podcast next week, right? Who cares? I mean, oh, Feely, no, just just because of the of the women's fights. Feely Jordan is the best yeah, fight, the on, best that fight card. on the card. That is fucking bad, dude. And it's yeah. like one good fight. I, I guess like the Victoria Roberson fight. That was yeah, a, it's gonna, a few weeks ago. Oh, gonna be good too. Should we try fun, and see but... if we can contact the corpse of uh, of old Sean? See if we can get a like four movie breakdowns in one fight in one fight card. The show. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to call somebody inside of the inside of the coffin though. <laughs> there's no uh phone or internet connection up in the hills. I, I, I think he just crawled he went up with those people now. Especially especially six feet underground. Tough to get. Yeah. Tough to get a connection. Oh, All right, well, let's uh, end it on six feet underground yeah. <laughs> where, this, where this next card should be. So, yep. Yeah. All right, that does it. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Hopefully, we got two winners in a row for you guys. Then we'll somehow try to scrounge up a third one to give you a winning streak. So, we're trying to. Big props this weekend, folks. Yes, let's go for the props. Until, until Saturday, prop up. Enjoy the fights. <laughs>